Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani, and we got a great episode for you. Returning the man, the goat, John Orpheus. I loved my talk so much with him and his bandmate, Sarah Riggler, last time. He hit me up with some questions about a podcast project he wants to do himself. And instead of just having a regular meeting around that, I asked him if he would be down to do a part two. And that's what you're going to hear today. If you haven't listened to our first episode, to let you know, John Orpheus is one of the hypest things you can see live. I ended up checking out one of the sets at the tail end of last summer, Dundas Square. I was in the neighborhood and I just went by myself. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll just chill back here and uh, maybe sip on a drink and watch their set. And then within halfway through the first song, I was unconsciously jumping around, dancing with strangers. Because like I said, John, Sarah, and his other bandmate, Chanel, they are all incredible vibes. And you're going to feel that awesome vibe through John as you listen to this interview today. He's also a very deep and insightful guy. And this is one of those episodes where I felt like I could have talked to this man for eight hours. And I looked at the thing. I like to keep him a little uh, a little around an hour. And I noticed unconsciously we were going a bit over time. But that's all good. Because that's how you know it's a great episode. If you listen to the last couple episodes, you know that the owner of our studio space and the bar that sponsored our show, the Pacific Junction Hotel, was no more. This was one of the last handful of interviews I did there, and I kind of went ham all month knowing the end was near. So we got this one and one more from you next week from that special space. And with all that being said, no momentum will be lost by myself and my fellow partners at the Girth Radio Podcast Network, and actually... Big news, this Sunday we are doing the first Creative and Balanced podcast in front of a live audience. I'm excited, little nervous, but not too nervous. Definitely stepping out of my comfort zone, but I'm so happy to do so. We're calling it CI Live. It is part of PodCamp Toronto. What PodCamp Toronto is... It's all weekend podcast convention at Ryerson University. If um, if you're a podcaster, a fan of podcasting, or or aspiring to get into media, interviews, content creation, anything, I definitely recommend going to PodCamp Toronto. It starts this Friday on the 22nd and goes all the way to the Sunday on the 24th, and it's absolutely free. All you need to do is just register on the PodCamp website. We'll have a link to that on the page of our show at www.girthradio.com. You'll see the full schedule of all the workshops, sessions, and if you click on the Sunday, you can get all the details to see me. So come out, meet me, give me a high five, tell me I suck, <laughs> anything. I just uh, just want to hang with you guys and... Yeah, it's going to be a blast. I got a great guest. And that all takes place at Ryerson University PodCamp Room 357 at 2 p.m. Toronto, Ontario. Be there. And with that all being said, we're going to jump right into this one. 
Here's the goat, John Orpheus, coming at you right now! Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. Welcome back. I've I loved our last episode. I felt like that episode. I got to know what's uh, on your mind, what's in your brain, True. and then I seen you live, and I saw what's in your soul, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I love these guys. Or like, I love like Sarah, and uh, I didn't ma- Chanel. meet Chanel, yeah, but she you guys- wasn't here. But yeah, Chanel, yo. It's sweet. Do do you remember the time where we fell in love? Do you? <laughs> I do remember that. It was, <laughs> it was uh, MJ for the people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, shout outs to Ola, who's always introducing yeah. me to some awesome people. Ola. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Ola. Yeah, it's cool. So, like, since we last talked, uh, what's been new with you? You were like kind of telling me something before, and I'm like, I gotta get the mic on. Ah, yeah, we gotta get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I've been up down seen the highways and the byways um we went to <laughs> the byways rest in peace byway rest in peace shout out byway yeah um yeah we were in michigan on tour in september and uh just did a couple festivaly show things out there for a really brief thing and then we came back and i've been writing my book ever since so we haven't been we've been doing our event afro house been popping yeah it's um, so cool you guys got like a movement going on outside of your music yeah absolutely well it's all i mean it's not really outside it's all the same yeah, thing together i yeah. feel yeah like it's we just have different expressions of the same energy so yeah. there's the band but then there's house orpheus and house orpheus has like um, House Orpheus Presents, which is like live shows, mm-hmm. Speak Your Truth, which is um, uh, Poetry Jazz Cafe in Kensington. We have an open mic. Yeah. And uh, and then we have Afro House, at Afro House T.O. is the... Uh, um, is the IG and that is just like African diaspora pop music mm, yeah so that is like soca dancehall kwaito guam afro beats like all music a lot of music from all over Africa and and people just dance their faces off and yeah I follow it on uh, social media and every time you guys post pictures or like little clips here and there I'm like this place looks lit as fuck yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it looks, yeah. Like, it looks now, like everyone's having a good time. Yeah, it's so gorgeous. And um and I guess what um yeah, that's the thing, man. Absolutely love it. And and just been writing, writing a book. The book has just been such a Yeah. It's been a monster. That's cool. What's what's this book about? So the book is called Becoming John Orpheus and um it's coming out in on Penguin Random House uh in the fall. And uh, provided I actually finish it, and it <laughs> time's <suck>. ticking, <laughs> and it doesn't suck. That's the other. <laughs> yeah. Was that in the contract? If it doesn't suck, uh, yeah, Penguin yeah. will publish it's this. Like, yeah, there's <laughs> part the, of the suck deal. clause fourteen point six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and so so it's been interesting. It's a memoir, like as as we talked about last time I was here. Like I've just done, like 
a lot of stupid things very proudly in my youth and like when everyone was like oh let's get you know married and a mortgage and and kids and a job i was kind of like i'm gonna make art yeah so i made movies and i made like independent student movies and i made like little blues guitar albums and rap albums and and then i was like rock and roll and then we had a punk rock kind of hip-hop band and every time we do it it's like bigger things happen and at the same time i just kept changing identities like almost like just becoming new people and and simultaneously i was doing this corporate canada gig that had me on the road all the time so a lot of times i'd be on the road playing shows but also doing my corporate gig simultaneously so yeah it was just this crazy life of creativity and that is what the book's about that's wicked uh to hear too because uh some people get that uh they get compelled to follow like a creative passion, but there's a certain fear that sometimes gets attached to it too. It's just like, cause you're going off the path, like you're going into yep. the unknown yep. and it's, I'm excited to read this book because you went the, you not only made the jump, but it seems like you just went full force, do or die. We're going in this direction. Well, it's, that's kind of how I live my life. I think it's a Trinidadian thing. It's kind of like, you just, I just don't, I don't, I don't commit. I don't like people halfway. Yeah. I don't like music halfway. I don't do anything halfway. And you know, it sounds like I'm bragging, but it sometimes that is a curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I wish I could, but yeah, I was just. I always say like music chose me, like art mm-hmm. chose me because that wasn't really. It wasn't really obvious that that was the thing I was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, do you feel but, like you just kind of unconsciously fell into it? Yeah, like I feel like yes and no. I feel like there I feel like I've always pursued it like with a will, with a force, but I've always pursued a lot of other things. Yeah. So it didn't necessarily have to be music yeah. was the thing. Like I was a writer. I mm-hmm. took studied English literature. You know, I wrote we wrote wrote tons of books and novels and stuff back in the day as well. Mm-hmm. It could have easily been that that sort of took over my life. Yeah. But for whatever reason music and a ting and and i love it and it's become you know again what we create creates us and so because i've created so much music now that is fed back into who i am and how i see myself and and i love it i enjoy it yeah i love that quote what we create creates us that's the fucking that's directly from the book that's kind of the the if 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 you ask me in a sentence, what's the book's about? What is the book about? That is what it's about. What we how what we create creates us. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And even like, uh, I forgot what I was gonna ask you next because what you're saying is kind of like making me think about my own path of like, yeah, I've been jumping around doing what I'm compelled to, and just like. People know me from doing some stand-up comedy. People know me from being a videographer. And then almost like what you said about the music chose you, it felt like the podcasting chose me where it was just like another side thing that just kind of kept like pulling me like a magnet. It's like, no, you're supposed to be here, man, and keep going. And And it's a weird thing. Like I always say, when you are on the path of your destiny, the universe just opens up and says, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you don't, a lot of times we have ideas about what we want to be, but it's like, okay, well, you know what? Like most, I played a lot of basketball. 
I played for my university team, mm-hmm. my high school team. From you know between 13 and 27, I probably didn't go two days without playing basketball. Wow! Wow! In your mind, was were you thinking it's like okay, this is gonna be my thing? Well, the after, basketball player. It was my thing. Yeah. And at some point, I was like, oh, I'm going to make money doing this. I'm going to go to the mm-hmm. NBA. And then as time goes on, you're like, well, no, I'm not. I'm 5'9", and my, I have an inconsistent jump shot. <laughs> I'm a streaky shooter at 5'9". Yeah. But I'm, I'm a little guy. And I was like, and plus, that's like, you already know when you're going to the NBA when you're 15. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There's nobody that gets to the NBA that at 15 didn't think that they could do that. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was kind of like, well, what are the things that, that, you know, I thought I was going to be that didn't work out. So what are the things that, that I'm, that the universe opens up for me? Yeah. And music was one of those things where I just like, like it was just natural. And, and, um, you know, I spent a lot of time learning and studying my instrument, playing bass, playing guitar, Mm -hmm. taking lessons when I could singing a lot, studying with different vocalists, Uh, but you know, a lot of work goes into it. But, you know, as far as thinking of myself, I was doing it because I'm like, I love this. This is great. Let's, you know, let's sing some David Bowie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ground control to, to Major Tom. <laughs> right? And I was just like, amazing. I can, I love this thing. And my thing was, whenever I did something with art, I wanted to copy it. Okay. So when I was reading books and I was reading, we were studying literature and I was studying like, you know, Blake or Shelley or Shakespeare or John Donne, I would immediately not only read the poem and understand it, but try to copy it and try to write poems Uh, like it. Yeah. So when I started listening to blues music, suddenly I I was playing, I was writing blues songs. And so everything, that's kind of the thing that, that dragged me into it is that... I enjoyed being a consumer of it and the more I consumed it the more I wanted to make it I just couldn't help myself and as a result now it's like well you're a musician now because yeah and it's so cool and even like uh, what you do with your live show now and having uh, Chantel and Sarah like Chanel Chanel oh sorry I'm gonna edit that (laughs) Chanel and Sarah (laughs) no we're not editing we're keeping that in (laughs) but uh, Michelle yeah (laughs) this is a very human and honest show but uh yeah having them together and just almost your presentation on stage and the energy between the trifecta is just awesome like yeah. there's three of you but it feels like the sounds bigger you yeah, know it like it's like cosmic yeah yeah it's, it was dope and it was uh it was great like when i saw you guys rock in dundas square and uh yeah. a lot of people were there seeing you for the first time and yeah. jumping up and down and, and just, having a good time. Yeah, yeah yeah we've been we've been blessed it's like i just came from a band meeting with with the with the goddesses and we've been blessed like i've we were talking about this how we've played like like all kinds of audiences like hip-hop audiences like young and done that's kind of was urban um we've played like african crowds dance hall crowds um crowds that we played an event in uh for like a a group of 50 year old middle-aged german housewives yeah and 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 it's like 
we've been lucky that the energy we put forward, people see our energy and they see, like you say, people see our souls. Yeah, yeah. Even when it's it's crazy and we're making mistakes and we're like, oh, I didn't hit that note. Oh, and we, and we don't notice. We're just like yeah, and, going and we, off. No one know? ever brings that up. They just go, that was the most amazing show. Like, yeah, ah. yeah. I'm like, okay, we need a band meeting on that. We need to straighten some shit up. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see the, the nuances yeah but we've been blessed that no matter what the crowd is no matter how we feel we've done by our standards um we always get that response people are just always like because it's really dancey it's really catchy and it's really fun yeah definitely and And people are into all those things you know yeah even um when i i saw you that day too like i was like kind of like tired i had a long day at work i'm like oh i'm just gonna go watch and chill and i was just kind of standing there expecting just like just just to, to view it makes like, so, you know like i'm near the front and i'm jumping up and down like yeah yeah <laughs> and then uh i got like i think a text from uh your drummer sarah on instagram after she's like oh it looked like you had a good time <laughs> it was fantastic but yeah yeah but it's like yeah i don't know like yeah. you just kind of bring that out of like people yeah and it's you know like i i would agree with you because at this point it's just keeps happening (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. and but also um yeah we don't it's not a conscious thing i think we consciously try to be good people to ourselves and Mm -hmm. to each other and that's the vibe that comes out when we tr- when we do music. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a very organic. Like it's not like we're like, oh, we're gonna make everybody do. We don't even plan it that much. We yeah. just go do it. People just get like they feel what's real, you know. There, yeah. There's a there's, there's like a, an unspoken energy in the air. Yeah, there's a there's a sincerity to how we present ourselves and being ourselves, and there's a and there is a real craftsmanship. A craftswomanship that goes into building the songs and mm-hmm. building the music as vehicles for that energy to come through because without the songs you can't really do it but like we spend a lot of time going how do we take the energy of being us turn it into words turn it into music oh, so awesome. that's a big that's a big reason why i think you know it works it's not just us being out there hey energy it's actually we've crafted these really like I feel like songs are like pieces of software, right? Songs uh, are like apps, yeah. like and and there there are songs that 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 are like soul hacks that allow you to open a door and and access this energy and release this energy and and the energy there's a lot of it is like is is like exuberant and some of it is 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 small and some of it is um glamorous and some of it is is just real talk and some of it is like let's go yeah yeah (laughs) it's like seeing you live is like just an epic experience just Mm -hmm. to to watch it it's like i noticed looking around at the crowd too everybody just had a big smile on their face too yeah what a beautiful thing that is isn't it yeah yeah do you feel like you do music for that for the connection me and a an artist friend of mine had a talk like he's a musician and i've been doing like all these random shit and uh we just stopped and he asked me he's like he's like why do you do this he's like and i'm also asking this for myself it's like why why do we do this and we had like a good thought and kind of like broke it down (laughs) i was sitting i i ended up at a um New Year's party um, two weeks ago with and my friend Alicia Brilla who's a jazz, a jazz pop rootsy 
kind of folk singer. Um, she's amazing. She's so good. And she's been nominated for like three Junos and like like she's really successful and we were like and they had, had a band set up, like a instrument set up at this house party. Yeah. And so they came to us and they're like, You guys are musicians, you wanna go play music? And I was like, No, no, music ruins my life. <laughs> and Alicia and I were just pl- hamming it up talking about, you know, like how all the things we sacrifice to be able to play music. Yeah. In yeah. a jokey way. Yeah. But in a realistic way because it's like for any choices we make, there are there's a cost. Mm-hmm. There's a cost. Just in life, if you choose to do a podcast well that's probably some stand-up sets you're not gonna write yeah yeah it's like a a step away from something else you might want to do and yeah there's only so much energy and so Mm -hmm. like in for me i feel like like i feel like i think about it in kind of like this philosophical way where i'm Mm -hmm. kind of like you know what this is what i'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. this is who i'm supposed to be I know because it. I wake up every morning feeling energized and engaged yeah, and yeah. empowered. And so I'm like, okay, well, you must be doing something right. Yeah, definitely. As long That's as a you sign. can get this feeling from what you're doing and from your life, you're doing something right. It doesn't mean you don't want to make it better. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're, you won't someday do something else. But that's what... I do everything for and I feel like this feeds into that where it's kind of like I think this is my purpose I really and genuinely believe that um, that we're all made of energy that the universe is all this energy and we as human beings we are mechanisms we are uh, for conducting energy Mm -hmm. and we can choose how we conduct it and choose how we use it and what kind of energy we put out and so I look at it in those places and I feel like when you are vibrating at your most powerful it's because you are in the place you're supposed to be ah, and nice. that's more that's more important having your 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 life align with your energy is more important than making money having a mortgage mm-hmm. doing the safe thing because, yeah. you know, I know so many people have done those things. And I'm not shot. I'm not trying to say I'm a genius and I saw it all before. Yeah. The truth is, I always felt compelled. Yeah. I could never not follow my star and follow my energy. Yeah. I just, it just called me. Yeah, you so, listen to the energy. Where some yeah. people, like, just for whatever pressure of this world reason or, yeah. like, whatever, they'll... They'll go against what's go against, pulling them. Yeah. They'll to, know that something in there. There's yeah. two kind of people, I think. People that when they see their potential, mm-hmm. they go, whoa, that's scary. Yeah. That's that's scary. I'm going to have to risk a lot. I might be alone because yeah, I might. It is scary. I, you know, and so so they run from it. And then there are people who, when they see their potential, they will. They never, ever stop going, charging and trying to get it and make it real. Yeah. Um and I didn't ask for it. I didn't choose it. That's just the kind of person I am. And so while my friends were choosing, you know, more safer options, mm-hmm. I made all these choices that were I consistently went back to feeling inspired, mm-hmm. express self-expression, making art, 
I consistently said, and I had so many choices. Oh man, yeah, yeah. film school, law school, grad school. It could have went anywhere, like, you know. X number of partners I could have like yeah yeah be married and, kids you know get, <laughs> white picket fence right, right, <laughs> dog I, you know and I would do it and I'd be the jiggiest motherfucker doing it <laughs> but but it wouldn't but for some reason I needed to do this and I feel like when you something calls you that consistently I feel like that's just what you need to do and and it's your job yeah it's I, my job to do this I feel yeah I be, I believe that too and uh, I think my guests are gonna get sick of me always comparing things to this one episode but recently yeah. I had a psychic on and almost every episode since there's like an example that something she said like on or off the mic to me that kind of relates oh. to like one of these future episodes and you're talking about energy and um, she was taught she I forget even if this was on the episode or as we were out in the bar just having a bite to eat but she was saying to always go towards that energy that compelling feeling because that's being like put out for you for a reason like yeah. it's almost like you're supposed to go that way yeah, yeah. and um like touching on like what you said we're all energy too yeah. she said something that whether it's true or not i want to believe this yeah that when we die that energy goes on into the astral plane or whatever and you can choose when you want to come back on wow. this earth. And she was also saying that you take lessons from your lives and they don't leave you. Like you mm. go out back into that dimension with it and you can come back whenever you want, to but learn. you still have like some of those morals and like, cause you know how like they have like kids and sometimes some are like just unconsciously genius or they know mm -hmm. something they can just start playing piano and stuff yeah. like that. It's almost like related to like maybe in a past life they kept that. Right. And then fucking <laughs> like whether it's true or not, I like to believe that yeah, it makes yeah, me, yeah, it dope. makes me feel peace about like dying. It's like, Oh yeah, it's infinite. You know? Like, well, yeah. I mean, it's quite factual to say that energy doesn't get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. It just gets transformed transformed mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's, that's the nature of it but yeah i i feel like um again i feel i feel i i guess you know they talk about like people being smart yeah a lot of people tell me that i'm wise i go well you know what wisdom is just doing the wrong thing so many times that all that's left is the right thing <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. so it's kind of like i wish i was smart <laughs> but, yeah. but i couldn't be smart so now i'm wise yeah. but the point is is that it's um like we that's how i feel about it i feel like i have had the feeling i've always had this feeling you mm -hmm. talk about getting stuff from the astral plane and past lives and choosing to be reborn yeah. from the time i was like opened my eyes everyone that talked about me and my own experiences i was always i always had that feeling that sense of what i wanted to do yeah and and that awareness and 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 it's never stopped and it's only gotten better, but I've spent a lot of time fighting it and not listening to it yeah, and not too, doing it. Too, yeah. And and I just know, like, that's the wisdom, right? I've done all the versions of fighting my true voice, my inner voice. And now I know that, well, you're going to be miserable if you do anything but embrace it. Yeah. Did, did you have a pinnacle moment that made you stop fighting it? Like, uh 
maybe like a I'm time of like now. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were fighting it this afternoon and then yeah. it's just oh, like, oh yeah, reminder. But yeah. it happens. You get it's like almost you gotta like train yourself mm-hmm. and like it's easy yeah. to slip out of it too. And yeah, like because yeah. you kinda like whether whatever circles you're in, you kinda become a product to their environment. And like yeah. some people aren't as like open to like this kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting. <laughs> and yeah, we and, <laughs> we have a we have a very we are subjected, you know, whatever the people around us are saying, yeah. we going to be, that's who we're going to be. People are yeah. mirrors. That's what I always say. Whatever they're reflecting to us, we're going to get caught up in that stream, which is, yeah, you know, yeah. that's why I'm surrounded with goddesses because I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get that energy up. Yeah. Goddesses only. True. <laughs> yeah, sure. And yeah. And you know, it's a, that's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing to come to a point where you're just like, I know this is what I got to do because doing anything else m- makes me miserable. And mm-hmm. at some point, that might change. Yeah. Like, I'm never not open to that. But yeah. as of right now, yeah, that's why I do what I do. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've had times where, like, I fell into, like, pressure from elsewhere. And it mm-hmm. would, like, cause me to step right. away from doing creative stuff. Like, But it's always too please other people in a way too and you're not almost when you do that like you're not taking care of yourself in a way whether you consciously know it or not like yeah you're like oh i'm supposed to be doing this because other people are doing this but then i don't know it's like i'm missing out what what that goes back to the calling where it's like i'm walking away from that when yeah there's an opportunity cost Mm -hmm. if you're spending time pleasing them you're probably not spending time pleasing you yeah yeah so you know and that's and it's tough because i think our jobs are to be who we are and walk the path that's laid out for us and sometimes it's hard because again like me and alicia were like we were there are a lot of sacrifices, especially oh, yeah. to the artistic life, because, you know, people are always trying to get you to do something else because, A, because you can. If you're an artist, like, you know artists, you interview them all the time. Artists are extremely capable people. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. emotionally intelligent. They're yeah. business people. They're marketers. They're salespeople. They're online geniuses. Wearing so many hats just yeah. to, like, because some people, they'll, they'll hear, like, a song or see them in the movie, and they're yeah. like, oh, that's just what they do. It's like, no, yeah. there's layers yeah. and layers. There's and, so much. Yeah. And, and It's a grind. And it takes a, but it takes a lot of ability to do it. And I'm like, I, like, you know, I've worked in corporate Canada. I'm like, like, gosh, you guys are okay, but... Like, I would take any reasonably successful musician over you guys. They're way more capable. They're way more agile in terms of their minds. They're way more resourceful. Yeah, go with the punches. Yeah, they understand a lot of the things you do. Because think about it. uh, Like, a musician, independent musician, is a marketer, a salesperson, an artist, a manager, an agent, uh, event planner. You know, like, those are all things that, you know, we do all the time and so it's kind of like honoring that and just the reason why we keep getting offers to go do other things is because we got a lot of freaking skills that we've built up and yeah i mean sean you could we we, i could have picked you up in the maserati and we could have like gone to your mansion and kicked it (laughs) (laughs) and talked about our mutual funds and stuff yeah (laughs) we happen to find that shit boring yeah not mansions real talk yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) we can still real talk in the maserati yeah but But you you have to like i don't know like 
it's crazy. Like I, I always think of uh, if I made like went down the other path, if I'd be happy, you know, like, yeah. but I think, and would you even be successful? It's easy to yeah. think the grass is greener, but if you're this kind of dude, would you actually, cause hypothetically you can say, well, I, I have these skills so I could yeah. see them working really well in this setting if they were attached to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. But they ain't. Yeah. It's I feel like you. even like, say I had the mansion in the car, like I'd be in my mansion and there would be a certain sadness in yeah. my heart because yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't follow the, the calling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that sadness is what cause causes a lot of the external expressions of like, I need to buy a mansion because I have this sadness. Yeah. I need something that it's almost compensate for it. I felt that like in the very few times in my life where I've been very about work and making money mm -hmm. and focused on that, I found myself like completely exhausted, having no time for creativity. And then when I got that paycheck, I just had this perverse compulsion oh, to yeah. um, to buy things as a justification for the fact that I just put myself through, you know, I just yeah. did a month of no creativity, I've sacrificed, I've been tired, mm -hmm. it's been a grind, and now I'm on the other side and I have the fruits, this is why I've done it. Yeah. Well, the automatic... It, compulsion which isn't normal for me was to just buy stuff because now i can say well here this is why i've done it i've got this physical thing that says yeah, this yeah. is why i've suffered but another approach would be to not suffer in the first place <laughs> yeah yeah uh, real talk <laughs> they're right when they say you're a wise man <laughs> that yeah. was like a, like uh, kind of like a yoda quote just going uh, around is like yeah don't suffer in the if, first place yeah that just means i fucked up my more than my share fucked up both our share of things so. <laughs> yeah true and true. but i own that and i love it i i really love you know the memoir the book a lot of it is just me talking about shitty things times where i need to learn yeah. and learn lessons aka shitty things that i did yeah or times where i didn't handle life very well and and what i learned from it and so I like to oh, I like to own that stuff. Yeah, I feel definitely. like I don't believe in the whole like we're all perfect. Yeah, look, yeah. Look at Instagram. I, <laughs> I feel like the best lesson is a good mistake too. It's mm. Like I've been living it's by the that. Greatest teacher. I make fucking mistakes all the time. <laughs> Just gaining. There's like, a whole school yeah. of thought yeah. that says the only way people learn is when they screw up, and mm -hmm. so your job is actually to screw up as much as you can, as fast as you can, because that's how you're gonna grow, oh, learn and grow the fastest. Yeah, because uh, people could tell you, oh, don't do this. Yeah. until you finally do it it doesn't hit you as hard it, yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah and if you're not pushing up against the boundaries of yourself then you're not growing so mm -hmm. it's kind of like if you're not making mistakes that means maybe you're just you know like godlike genius or maybe you're just playing it safe yeah and people that play it safe it's great you never screw up but you also never actually grow or challenge yourself or get to know who you are because true true we know ourselves from those moments yeah they're kind of living by the template in a way yeah they're keeping it really safe and it's like great you know if you can do that, all the power to you. Yeah, but yeah. most people, there's a cost. Yeah. Like you said, there's there's a They're going to have their moment. There's a, a midlife crisis. There's an explosion. There's mm -hmm. a divorce. Like, yeah. people can fool themselves for a long time. But ultimately, 
you're gonna face a reckoning yeah real talk man yeah I man i love this i real love this talk. shit <laughs> real talk with john hafias yeah. run at you <laughs> yeah. yeah i can't i can't stop staring at your necklace there Yo, is there like a, some meaning behind that it's cool yeah it's the, this is actually bona fide j-o merch so all our merch um is handmade wooden and cloth and gold leaf jewelry um, from a homegirl named Robbie Ba. Well done. It and looks yeah, so and cool. They're beautiful. Yeah. So this is like sacred geometry. We got the triangle on this one. Yeah. It looks kind of Aztec in a way. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so cloth, cool. Yeah. Little Kinta cloth on it. And yeah, we just wanted to make things that we would wear. Yeah, like yeah. We wanted to sell people things that we would. Yeah, it complements your style too, which yeah, you're wearing too. Yeah, it's just popping. I kept like this whole time I'm talking to you. I'm in the back of my head. I'm like, that's a rad necklace. Look, <laughs> yeah. look at the necklace. <laughs> yeah, I'm hypnotized crazy. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> John Orpheus, your favorite guest for your podcast ever. Ever, John Orpheus. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. I don't a know show. why I must have this accent. <laughs> I don't know where it's from. Yeah. I just start saying ting a lot more yeah, after you leave. Lot, yeah. yeah. That's how you know you've been uh, hypnotized. I love it. I feel like, too, like uh, when I hang out with people, like for a certain amount of time, I start adapting to uh, their their way of speech and i get so many so many types of people in here and like I, I build friendships with a lot of my guests and uh there's one guy he's from ireland he's uh doing his music career his name's johnny shea mm -hmm. and i notice i'm texting people who aren't even irish uh just like in his accent but it's just like because when we talk like i kind of like adapt to like how he's like yeah. talking yeah. like instead of instead of like saying like oh where are you i'm like where are you <laughs> and it's kind of fun it where makes it you? yeah you I, say, I start saying ye a lot and stuff like that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, well, it's it's a natural thing. I feel like if you can hear it, yeah. like that's what I take. People that do that, yeah. it, it's because they, they have good ears and they can hear the differences and they're fascinated by it. So. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's after great. you're like, you leave today, I'll just be like talking to somebody else and the thing will be the ting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to run the ting. And, yeah, yeah. and in the book, as I'm writing, sorry to keep talking about it, I love it. It's I love been it. No, my job please, for the last three months. Tell, I'm really fascinated about this book. I can't even not talk about it. But yeah. one of the things is, I grew up in Trinidad. One of the kingdom. I grew up in Trinidad. <laughs> I don't have a, obviously. I have my Chini accent, but I'm writing about Trinidad, and I want people to feel like they're there. So I'm I'm talking like a Trinidadian, and and the big question is. How do you talk like a real Chini so yeah. that the Trinidad people, the real people go, go, yes, he's one of us. The real people. Right? The real not, not people. Not the real, the real no, the people. They're going to go, yes, he's one of us. But at the same time, remain um, um, being able to legible translate. for people that aren't from Trinidad. And so. That's such a cool so I have to mindset. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to consistently drop the H and think. So ting. Yeah. So that's. Uh, and you just sort of like signifiers, right? But yeah, but it's a it's a complicated. Uh I bet there's a lot of reds in the spell check. It's like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Did you mean thing? No. No, no it's just like, stop <laughs> yeah, correcting reprogram my thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Can I get some Trinidad English on this computer? I want Trinidad English. You know that yeah, American yeah, English 
Canadian English, we need Trinidad English, that's which the, isn't even English. So yeah, that's actually like so cool to hear that you're writing like that too. It's like yeah, finding yeah. the balance to to do that and also like be legible for yeah, people. Yeah, well, like, it, it makes a book fun. It's what you do talking, yeah, right? and it's if your I'm, voice it, and yeah, and then the authenticity. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> what I realized for a long time when I came here, I was 11 years old, came to Canada. Literally, I went to sleep in the jungle and woke up in a blizzard. Like, Holy it was fuck. Like December. And I was like, what the fuck? And yeah, that's an experience. But yeah, it's all in the book. And, and then you're like, you don't, you want to fit in. So you want to talk like everyone. You don't want to be the person with the funny accent. And, and I had a good air. So I could talk like them. I spent a lot of time practicing trying to talk like Canadians oh, yeah. and, and trying to minimize the Trinidadian. And then after a while, you're just like, that's just how you talk yeah and you don't actually talk like a trinidadian ever and what i realized one day was that when i when you know when you're by yourself i don't know if you talk to yourself i talk to myself i, I heard it's healthy i need to do it more super i sometimes i have to talk myself down talk myself through stuff yeah like it's useful but when i talk to myself in trini which i started doing I become like a different person. I Whoa. laugh more. I relax more. I'm more easygoing about yeah. things. Are you just kind of getting the vibe from Trinidad? Like, cause here people that, are a little more uptight. Or it's just that as soon as I start talking like a Trini, it takes me back to the last time I was a Trini, and and before I had learned a lot of the Canadian mannerisms, anting anting. And so I just feel like you're probably watching me here as I start talking Trini. Like I just smile. I just yeah, start yeah, smiling. yeah. I don't know why. That's just it. It has something to do with um, being a child and being uh, like innocence and nostalgia from oh, my childhood. Yeah, yeah. But it also has to do with the fact that just like. I was, yeah, I guess that's what it is. I was a happy, last time I spoke Trinidadian as the only thing I spoke, I was a happy, creative, funny, boisterous young man. Yeah, yeah. So you haven't seen the I darkness of the world. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's well, like comes from a time. You yeah, hadn't yeah. grown up. They yeah. didn't tell me it'd be this hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and, and so as soon as I talk with that accent, it has this psychic link that takes me back Whoa. to that time. And so I suddenly become a grown-up, happy, boisterous, exuberant boy. Way more than I am when I when I when I you know roll out of bed in the morning. So. That's so cool that you say that. Yeah. Um, I had like a similar moment where just something was taking me back to my innocence being a kid too, and it was the same thing. I was like, uh, I basically fell into like a YouTube spiral. It mm. started being like early '90s music, but like <laughs> stuff I didn't even listen to back then. But yeah. it was more like was part um, of your. It was, I fell in the spiral of like radio female alternative rock. So I was just like, what? it was like uh, that song, like, hey, 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 what's going on? No, right, and then right, it's right. like, I'm clicking on the side, like suggestions now. It's like Natalie M. Brugler and like all, yeah, all that right, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I've just got this shit playing and I just started smiling. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like three in the morning and my, my head was getting these endorphins like like just happy yeah. like and um almost like what you were saying as like you speak like in the trinidad accent 
I realized what was making me so happy. And like, this was like the sounds of like the background of my life when everything was so innocent and happy. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like, it's, I think I'm going to make it like a, yeah. a meditation thing when I I'm like, get like a little like yeah. in a dark spot or whatever. Maybe yeah. just like make a playlist of all those tunes and just put it on in my house yeah. and do things around the house or something. I do it all the time. Yeah. When I, whenever I, whenever I feel like I'm like, no, I'm losing perspective in any way. I just start talking in Trini. So and cool. And suddenly I start thinking positively. I get more patient. The things that don't matter, I'm like, the hell with that. And the things that do matter, I'm like, yes, I, you know, it, it clears everything up for me. And I really believe in, because we all, there are tons of entry points back into the that mindset. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, for me, it's really important for me to not lose touch with that. And that's why I started singing in Trini. Because for all my music career, I didn't sing in Trini. Mm-hmm. And it's only on the recent mixtapes, like Bacchanal mixtape. Yeah, I started yeah. sounding like a Trinidad. Like a Trinidadian. A Trinidadian. <laughs> a Trinidadian. <laughs> um, yeah, like... And so that's been and that's been a real kind of like a real like opening for me because now I'm singing, I'm channeling my talent, which has always been compelled me and my energy through my most my best self. Yeah, yeah. And just that vibe like you go back to saying like when you talk like that you smile. Yeah. And I didn't even think of it this way until you mentioned that like seeing you live and looking around the crowd, everybody's got a big smile whether yeah. they're dancing or not. Yeah. And they're just like kind of manifesting that vibe you're projecting on stage, which yeah. is super cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and I can on my doorway to doing that is to speak in to connect back with my best self. Which just this little Trini boy who just, you know, I feel like as long as he's close to me, then then I can provide that, be that doorway for other people to enjoy themselves. That's so beautiful to me, man. That's sick. Yeah, well, yeah. It's just the ting. Yeah, <laughs> the ting. We call that dance. And it's so. It's oh, that's like, a fire tune, like, by the right? way. Yeah. It's a tune. It's like, I would have never made a song like that. Like, I, I play guitar, I play blues, I play jazz, I play bass, I play pop, I play rock and roll, hip hop, even hip hop, which is like a really black art form is still black Americans, which mm-hmm. is very different than black Canadians. And I'm sorry, black Caribbean people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just had to be like, yo, verse, you know, it's like, we call that dance. We call that, that thing. thing. Let me see she rock. Let me see, see it, it again. again. <laughs> right? And then I'm you can, re- that's we a perfect that moment to repeat it. Let me right? see it again. <laughs> yeah, let me see it again. Repeat. Yeah. And then like, verse one, then I reach the jam. Must understand I'm a true bajan. Hey, nasty gal in the band. Goddess them walk like true champion. Mm. Legos in the stand. Run new tune and shake the band stand. Have a game, have a plan. Erase screw face and bears the girl gang. Yo, is your real or jester? Well, let me see how it's fresh, yeah? Well, let me turn up the pressure. <laughs> and then we all get blessed, yeah? Let me go, let me go. Let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go. Let me go, let me go. Which is like all it just of that. Flows. And it's, it's all something, of that is pure Trini. Yeah. That's pure let we go. That's like, yo, let's go. 
Mm-hmm. Let's go. Even like, um, I notice like I'll hear like one of your songs, like I'll have it on my Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. And is there something so infectious like how you guys write, where it's it'll be like looping in my head all day? I'll just be like in the shower. There's a black star. Yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. in the sh- but that's that's a, that's the job. The job is to write to, like channel energy into words and music yeah, in it's ways cool. that are memorable and mm-hmm. like you know. It, it, Someone may not be Trini, but because I'm Trini and saying those words, let we go, let we go, makes me feel free. Yeah. So they might not be Trini, but the energy they understand and now they feel free. Yeah, definitely. And that's the that's the whole art. Yeah. And you met um, Pat from Vice and Funny or Die, like as you were walking in, he was walking out. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to explain to him your music and it was almost like unexplainable. I'm like, you just got to kind of like listen yeah. to it because you... I, I find like the three of you like have all your different influences and I remember talking to Sarah and she's like said oh yeah I used to drum like all these rock punk like mm-hmm. hardcore stuff and like yeah. all that energy into that and like yeah, yeah it's, it's cool thing, like yeah. yeah and it just and turns into and I've done that like, too I've yeah. played in like like heavy bands yeah yeah like yeah like all the things I've done it and and this is the first time you know I feel like all of everything we've been creates who we are now and the yeah. same with the music it's like all the music things that I've been is it feeds into this so sometimes you might be hearing a, a, a dance hall beat and a, and a soca kind of trini ting but I'm but I'm punk rocking it because yeah yeah because that's the energy that I that's what I'm feeling that's yeah, me yeah yeah and that's like me. just kind of embracing that is what makes of things of its own thing yeah. where like I try to like tell a lot of musicians this to like kind of it goes back to what we were talking about following the vibe or whatever yeah. and you got to kind of like know who you are to do that as well because lots of people fall into a trap where they're like oh this is popular now so I'm going to try to make a song like this right. but all you do is become a watered down version of whatever that is yeah. and like you're not listening to what's special about you because there's only one you you know and yeah you cornered the market yeah yeah <laughs> exactly if, if what we're selling is hip hop well there are a lot of places you can get that if what we're selling is John Orpheus well, yeah yeah I have the market cornered only yeah. I can do that <laughs> by the way could check out my new album Sean Morpheus <laughs> coming out <laughs> it's, it's like John Orpheus but not as good <laughs> but with an Irish accent yeah Irish <laughs> a lot of yeast what, what ye call that then <laughs> what ye call that, that ye thing <laughs> thing with the hard G <laughs> you know what's funny it's like one of the big uh, uh, like I like to like when I get stuck writing I like to have a bunch of books i'm reading so i'm reading a bunch of memoirs and one of them is frank mccourt's angela's ashes which is mostly set in limerick in ireland oh yeah that's where johnny's from limerick yeah, too small yeah, town yeah. yeah 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 and they and and a lot of it is about like the the regular people in limerick and how they talk and the whole vibes with yeah it. yeah it's so and they're dirt poor and they're going to school and it's like <laughs> So I I get you on the Irishisms one hundred yeah yeah because I'm just rolling I'm just rolling yeah what what's cool is uh, Johnny he recently did a show in Hamilton and he's like yeah felt like home I loved it there because <laughs> you know how gritty Hamilton <laughs> yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like I had a feeling you were digging Manchester there, yeah. people say that a lot too. oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lived in Manchester yeah, he, and it has that <laughs> he's like yeah it was kind of like a dangerous vibe in there people didn't <laughs> give a fuck but they're yeah. also like laid back <laughs> yeah, the like, hammer yeah yeah. 
they're sincere, but yeah, <laughs> not yeah. all sincerely good. Yeah, no, that's that's cool that you're you're reading the book and yeah. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's hilarious. It's so funny. It's just like like their school teachers teaching them, and it's like McCourt, what is the the fifth catechism? It's like thou should not think no evil, see no evil, do mm-hmm. no evil. Very sir. religious too. And then he's like, yeah, they're all very Catholic, and he's like, he's like, see no see no evil, think no evil, what? See no evil, think no evil, sir. Well, McCourt, you're very late with your sirs, but you're very strong with your fifth commandment, so you'll do fine. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But of course, in yeah. Irish, they're having these like, and it's just yeah. like everything, every story of Ireland, it's like um, tons of tragedy and tons of humor. Yeah, Because yeah. you need the humor to get through the tragedy, yeah. I guess. So, uh yeah, like, um, and he's kind of got like a community of uh, Irish people here, and I've been mm-hmm. out like drinking with them too, and it, I feel like so relaxed around them, like yeah. almost like uh, if I make a joke, I don't have to worry about like yeah. who's going to be offended or whatever. Yeah. All these PC warnings, they it's just Irish people yeah. just don't give a fuck, yeah. and like sometimes like. I don't feel like I'm ever like crossing lines, but sometimes I just like like to say off color shit for for the laugh, you know. Well, and um, if you're a comedian, then <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Kinda <laughs> but I feel like that's in the these bag. times, like everybody's like trying to, uh, like they don't understand intention behind yeah. things, like the, or, the joke or, or whatever. Irony or like sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. They're like, like, oh, how could you say that? And they think it's like part of like a dark part of your psyche. It's like, oh, no, no, we're just, I, this is me playing. Yeah. We're playing, you know? Like, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah it's yeah, it's times. very, and I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting thing. I was just at, uh, we, we headlined at Long Winter on their Friday night. Yeah, I saw, I tried to make it out. I just oh, worked a bit late, so but uh, I, yeah, it looked awesome. Like on, so on paper at least yeah. it was so crazy yeah. and and vish Kano was interviewing me for the the sort of talk show they do beforehand mm-hmm. and after me was this amazing comic named shanti uh, do you know her uh no i don't know her. yeah queer queer person and they were they were hilarious but there was this point where vish asked them about um louis ck mm-hmm. and then and I loved it so much. They annihilated Louis C.K. Oh, yeah. in like two sentences. And I was just like, <laughs> how the fucking Louis You just buried him. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, we do have a thing where it's kind of like we are in a culture where, I mean, as, as, as men and especially as white men, it's like, I mean... It's like it, it can be easy to feel like, oh, I'm under attack, I'm under attack. And mm-hmm. so, like, we, you know, and then that turns into this whole PC thing and you can't joke. And I just didn't grow up like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, did, I grew up to very respectable, respectful, yeah, yeah. always have manners, mm-hmm. always treat people well, always have good intentions, always be generous with mm-hmm. people. But also, I also grew up in a country, Trinidad, where it's like, you know, we would tell each other if something was up with someone like if somebody it was a common thing like your friend's job was to tell you oh dude you're getting skinny or yeah. dude you're getting chubby like what's going on like and but it's not like like over here that's like that's body shame yeah which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. a like horrible terrible thing <laughs> but in Trinidad it's part of the culture where you actually 
you're actually open with your friends and it fosters this environment like my friends can tell me anything and they're gonna be honest with me and that's what being a friend is is about oh yeah i strongly believe that too because like sometimes you're not always looking at yourself in the third person either it's just like kind of pointing out things oh work on this and like yeah it's it's but some people like i feel like over here would take that the wrong way oh of course well it would be like you could not say those things to matter of fact i i totally said that to a friend of mine once and got like savaged for it Mm -hmm. and i completely apologize but it's like that where i'm from that's a endear that's a term of endearment yeah it's not a criticism (laughs) that you need to don't love yourself it's like no 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 yeah yeah that's like yo like what's going on boy like that's how you connect that's how you reconnect yeah it's like i said that to you because i love you man not because i wanted to knock you down and people were less like in my like i remembered people being less um less fragile and less um like that stuff wasn't a big deal Mm mm-hmm like being somebody being bigger than someone else we didn't think that as oh that person's bad yeah. some people did but not in my like in my thing like i would never treat someone that would was chubbier like you're my friend because i like who you are yes yeah so so we can talk about your body because you know that i'm here not because of your body i'm here because of you and your character and who you are and how you treat me yeah. how you make me feel mm-hmm. and i think because we're focusing on some of those things sometimes we probably are missing the point the big point is how do you make people feel yes yeah. how do you make people feel like mm-hmm. like and and that's really the hard part and and your intentions are big part of that and sometimes it's like it's okay like i never someone can do something to me that makes me not feel perfect and we can talk about it and i can forget about it and just be like thank you i'm glad we had that now we've both learned something but i think there are spaces we can get into where there's no conversation there's no room for conversation there's no room for like look like this is how that made me feel and 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 i feel like that's counterproductive yeah i agree i just feel it's counterproductive and that's dangerous waters i'm sure i might get i might get attacked for it but i feel my take on it is like i i I don't I, do, I, I, I make it a priority to never hurt anyone mm-hmm. like never have the intent that I'm gonna hurt someone yeah yeah but also I, I don't censor myself but my intention is clear so if there is a time where there's a friction or someone's uncomfortable you talk it out I'm or... like let's talk about it yeah yeah and some people can't do that and and I think that is a, a there's a resistance to that and and it's hard it's hard like we were talking Sarah and I were talking just now about um you know it's hard for women to come and say look you know I like you but something you did has made me uncomfortable mm, it's yeah. it's hard for women to have that conversation yeah. whereas for me I'm I'm just like, well, yeah, just have a conversation. And not all women. Some women are very good at setting boundaries and yeah. having difficult conversations. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's the answer shouldn't be, well, let's all just adhere to a bunch of rules that that you know that we don't understand and that we have no personal mm-hmm. connection to. Yeah. It's kind of like, why don't we just say, okay, from our intent let's let's do no harm and if you do take responsibility tell the truth make amends um and because that fosters communication 
But if we come out and we just say, well, you know what, you said this and that's a problem and blah, 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 and your intention doesn't matter, who you are as a person doesn't matter, what your life has been, what your track record has been doesn't mm, matter. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just feel like, okay, well, if we're just condemning people for making mistakes, honest mistakes sometimes, it's like, well, we're we're actually missing the boat we're missing an opportunity yeah, because you know talk. what everyone makes mistakes yeah and nobody wants to be condemned for it yeah everyone wants an understanding air and they want to have yeah. a dialogue you need to they, talk about like what was their intentions behind it maybe yeah. it was a slip of the tongue maybe they were just yeah. unconscious maybe they had like a bad day or something and, yeah and i yeah. you know and, and i you know i'm a black man obviously and i have lots of black friends black women and men and 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 um and some are queer some are trans some are you know but i cherish all of them yeah they're all like people. as my people and we have this shared experience of like just you know dealing with difficult shit that other people might not have to and 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 i say that to them i said look we've got to be yeah it sucks this is it and it's hard and i can't speak for anyone in their trauma what they should do mm -hmm. i can only speak for myself and i've gone through stuff and and i just prefer to be a bridge i just prefer to be and sometimes i don't have the patience sometimes people yeah. do stuff and i'm just like fuck i don't yeah. want to deal with i'm this. just gonna get out of it and, and yeah and that I, or i might just be i might tell them like you get put in situations where yeah. you know i went to a party and and a bunch of musicians and this dude said to me he said he said uh oh i hear you're a musician what instrument do you play oh let me guess bass right all black guys oh play yeah bass. just a cliche <laughs> joke <laughs> right? yeah yeah and so but that's a simple thing yeah. my um, i have three possible responses number one i can just laugh it off <laughs> yeah that's funny actually i do play bass yeah. <laughs> it's funny and then but then you feel a little less in yourself because you feel like you step like down. that's just kind of a bullshit approach that if i came to them like that they probably wouldn't accept so yeah. why so if i accept it i've now diminished myself mm -hmm. or i can um point it out but in a funny way and then they're like they, they don't really understand anything but they kind of say oh you know well that guy's that guy's hilarious he's confusing but he's hilarious yeah yeah or i can point it out in a really like no this is real this affects me i don't i'm not down in a serious way and then they're like they're still confused but they're like that guy's an asshole yeah so none of those are good choices right none of those are good choices mm -hmm. but i prefer to be the bridge i prefer to be the person that's you know what i because i make mistakes yeah and we all have some kind of privilege you know just the fact that we live in this freaking place and there's no freaking mortar shells dropping on us or yeah we're very lucky up. when you put it in that perspective man we all have some privilege and so and we all make mistakes with that privilege yes. so i am in no position to judge anyone so i prefer to take the position that look be yourself enjoy your life if you come to me at something that don't make sense, I'm gonna call you on it. Yeah. Hear me, like have give me the space to call you on it, and I will give you the space to make the mistake. But 
that's me and I can't speak for anyone else in their trauma. Mm -hmm. I have homeboys that it's like, if you say, if you as a white guy and you say the N word because you're rapping a Drake song, which a lot of people do, a lot mm -hmm. of people listen to hip hop, yeah, yeah. they be dropping M-bombs left, right, and center. Yeah. A lot of people think, oh, it's cool, they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And we're in a post-racial world, world, so anything they say, I can say. I have homeboys that'll fucking like- Just knock you right you. out, yeah, 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 yeah. Knock you the fuck out one time right there done and and wouldn't even like it wouldn't even be like let me think about whether i should punch this person. but when you wake up it goes back to the best lesson's a good mistake and maybe that person <laughs> will never see it <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's you know? what i always say with with, with, with women and sexual assault i yeah. mean like here's a fucking like feminist program let's teach all women like kung fu taekwondo yeah. how to break bones when people touch them yeah let's just, do that and let's see if that doesn't help <laughs> men's attitudes towards yeah. women like if every time you touched a woman inappropriately like you got a finger dislocated well you know what <laughs> it's gonna keep you in check man yeah. because you, you know that's the thing like bill burr has this thing where he the hitting women about, one yeah he yeah. jokes about you can't hit a woman yeah. women can do whatever they want because you can't hit a woman with a guy there's a point bill burr says and he's right where if somebody if you step over this fucking line you know that guy's gonna fucking punch you and that's a possibility and yeah. so you respect that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know and the bigger the dude the more you respect that you're like okay cool you know that's yeah. why a lot of big guys are so calm because nobody fucks with them <laughs> yeah 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 because <laughs> there are consequences yeah i feel like if there were consequences to physical harm consequences to like men just being inappropriate with women physically i feel like that'd be useful oh i agree <laughs> <laughs> I feel like let's set that up as a program. Here are some free, yeah. like, three self-defense classes for all women everywhere. It's going to look like and the medieval bombs. times for like five years, but then it's going to be the, the generation of gentlemen, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, like, yeah. oh. Like, respect, because yeah, yeah. ultimately, and I feel that, like, you know, it's, it's like I've grown up in a lot of duty circles. Like I was a varsity athlete in university. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, corporate Canada, very like, like, in the tech world so very very like white male centric like music which is very like male dominated and and caters to males so so i picked up bad habits and yeah yeah and i was kind of you like, become like a product of your environment you know yeah you do because you only know what you know yeah and and you know my homegirls would say stuff and and would challenge me and i would be like and i'd be defensive at first and after a while i just kind of realized whoa wait a minute do I know what it feels like to be judged out of look and put in a, and have all these kind of weird narratives set about you just by looking at you as a look and to always walk into situations where you always kind of get the shortest straw by default or like I had a cat, uh, uh, Uber driver dropped me off here and he was like black dude from Scarborough and he was just like yeah like people come in and they sit out in my car and and they're scared because a per, a, per, a black guy with a hoodie and a toque pulled up pulled up and got them. But if a white guy did that, they wouldn't be scared. Yeah, or he picks them up and they'll like criticize his driving and say like you don't really know what you're doing. And he's kind of like, yeah, they probably wouldn't do that if if it wasn't that the color of my skin. And so I know exactly what it's like yeah, to yeah. be put in those situations mm -hmm. and how to navigate them. And so I always understand feminism through a lens of 
what do I, I I'm a black person who experiences racism and systematic and and you know things that are so ingrained that you can't even talk about them but they're real because they're always fucking with your life and so and so that's always been my thing and when I think about it I'm just like yeah what do women always want well what do I always want as a black person I'm always like yo just take me for who I am mm-hmm. like listen to like take me for how I treat you judge me by my actions by yeah, my yeah. deeds by by how I treat you how I make you feel like don't put things that have nothing to do with me on me and I feel like that's kind of what women are always, uh, want you know basically it's like respect me the same way you'd want to be respected like people as a kid people want to come and touch as a grown man people feel like they can just touch my hair and yeah. so as a kid what I'd do is I'd just touch their hair back yeah and then and, you and see they how they don't yeah. like it yeah and they're yeah. like fuck why the fuck are you doing that and I'm like Look what yeah. I just put my arms up and go. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. That always worked, but that's the that's the thing. It's like you know, you know, we don't want to get like touched by people we don't want to be touched by. So yeah, it's very uncomfortable. It, yeah, or we don't want to be patronized. We don't want to be like 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 judged and all kind of like told that what we're feeling isn't real or diminish what we're feeling. We don't want that. So we've got to. So just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, this isn't about stuff that women want or black men want, black women want. It's everybody. Nobody wants to be touched by someone you don't want to be touched yeah, by. Yeah, yeah, no matter who you are. Yeah. No matter, yeah, nobody wants that. And so that's the the piece where it's like, okay, well, we need we need empathy. We need to be able to see it from someone else's point of view. We need to put ourselves in other people's shoes and and say well you know if i were in their shoes what would i do and to understand them and then we need to have conversations we need to actually be able to like freaking talk about shit and just break it down yeah, and so that's important. from all sides because yeah. it is hard being the, you know people want to talk to me a black person about racism it's, sometimes it's hard sometimes you don't want to deal with it like i said women sometimes find it hard to talk to men about boundaries even when a simple conversation would fix a situation it's just hard because you're being beat down in your confidence. You're being beat down in a lot of things. Women deal with a lot of stuff that we just don't get to deal with. Yeah, so yeah. it's hard There's for us. More to, layers, though, you know. Yeah. We're not gonna know who we are, who each other is. We're not because mm-hmm. we are different people. Because society reads our our skin and our gender differently, and so regardless of what we do, we just will never know. Mm-hmm. We can learn, we can hear about it, take a workshop, watch a YouTube video, but we're never gonna know. Yeah. So we gotta be able to talk. We gotta be able to do yeah. this. And I and we have to be able to put ourselves in your shoes and go like, you know, what if I were Sean, how would I feel about this? And it's so easy because everything that becomes really obvious and easy and a lot of times men are like well I don't know you know and we started this by talking about being politically correct which I don't agree with I don't feel like you know George Orwell 1984 we should not be telling people you can't force people to to see it you have to actually like you have to actually have a dialogue you yeah, have to actually yeah. show them like what what is it that why should you connect with this? I think if yeah. you're trying to force things on people, number one, people's natural instinct when you force them to do stuff is to react, is to react against it. 
Yeah, so yeah, that's first, very true yeah. with like a lot of different things. Too. Yeah, yeah, even if you're trying to force them to do the right thing, yeah, their natural instinct. They're like, who's this person telling tell me what, me what, to, what do? the fuck yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not like, and that is how it should be because we don't want humans mm-hmm. who are sheep. And and as soon as someone tells them what to do, they do it. That's mm-hmm. how the Holocaust happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like not saying the Jews themselves, but the other Germans who could have stood up and like. Um, and fought for the Jews. Yeah, they didn't. In large part, they kind of just went along, and they kind of closed their eyes, and they kind of hid. Yeah, and yeah. it's like Not you know like what? Looking at the undertone of everything. And- yeah, they just took the line that they were told, and it's like we can't do that. We need to stay vibrant, active, engaged human beings. We mm-hmm. need our humanity yeah, yeah. alert and at work all the time. Yeah. And and so yeah, so yeah, and I, I mentioned like almost like in a way. It might have sound like I'm complaining about like politically correctness, but also I feel like on another side, things have progressed in a good way by yeah. being more sensitive yeah, to yeah, like yeah. accepting of yeah. like uh, the fact that we're having this conversation. Yeah, yeah, gay is is gender. Like, what doesn't matter? Like, yeah. uh, and um, I've been. Even, like, I noticed, like, as an example, like, when I moved to Toronto, I started filming for a couple of rap battle leagues. Mm -hmm. And there was just, like, kind of, like, the vibe I got. There was, like, an intense, like, type of homophobia. Mm -hmm. Cut uh, to last night, there was a... I was filming a show in Hamilton. He's part of the scene. This uh, rapper named Tez Love from the States. Mm-hmm. He's an uh, openly gay battle rapper. And it's not an issue to anybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's yeah. just like, it's so I've even seen in like a subculture how society just kind of changed it. And that's like becoming everywhere too. Yeah. And even um, I, I had another guest who's, who's a gay person, used to live on Church Street. And he's saying, like church street became like the hub of like homosexuals because they felt like they needed to all be together and now he's like it's less of like that and we feel like we can move everywhere and it's becoming less of like you don't need yeah the numbers yeah yeah they're it's just like it doesn't matter anymore they're all over the place and they don't feel like they need to live on church street you know and so it's it's interesting just like in a few years how even like positive stuff have been pushed like those are just a few of many examples going in my head yeah and these movements are powerful and they're positive i think it's just there's no question the world is a better place for having being more aware of what people who are what my world certainly is the fact that people are more aware how minorities feel yeah or people who are disadvantaged in certain situations or not the ones in power or not the majority feel it's definitely improved life but i think we need to be a vigilant that we're not um that we're not taking the stuff away from like you still need to be a full, fully fledged human being and you still need to be who you are yeah. and even though the fact that you know what like sometimes people are offensive yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not saying that we should encourage that I'm saying we should be compassionate towards it mm-hmm. because we all probably are at some point to someone and and so you know, I just don't, I, I, I guess, and I don't know, I haven't really thought it through, but yeah, I just yeah. feel like the, in terms of the issue of, oh, well, should you be allowed to joke and tell this? And I'm always like, you know what? I don't believe in censorship. Mm-hmm. 
I be- because I think on a human level, I believe humans tilt towards freedom and more choice and more options. Yeah. Because choice is power. And um, it's just, and, and there are definitely things that in our society are obviously, hey, look, we don't say these things, we don't do these things. And I believe that that's, there is a line there that is definitely not to be crossed. Um, and I also, but I also believe that, like, we need to ask the question. Mm-hmm. And there will be frictions there and there will be like there's a, ne- a negotiation space, a conversation space where it's kind of like, look, you don't just write someone off and delete someone from life because they make a mistake. Yeah. And they don't a, even know. Like some some yeah, people are just like blocked know. and they don't they, you're not yeah, even like, like saying no. why. Yeah. It's like, what yeah. are their intentions? Or if yeah. they're intending to be a jerk, then, yeah, maybe you call them out on that. If their intentions don't indicate that, then it's a teachable moment. So, you know what? Let's talk to each other in a respectful way that doesn't make you defensive or make you feel terrible. Let's go. Yo, let's talk about this and go like what like how can we do better yeah yeah and i think it's just like a lot of times we're kind of of turned into like a generation where we're all about like texting and like the Mm -hmm. there's less and less uh one-on-one conversation that's one Mm -hmm. thing i love doing the show there's a moment where i just like have a good hour and i'm having a human conversation and i like throw my phone away and shit like that it's like meditative but um we get used to always being online twitter everything so when there's a moment to have that confrontation where it's like hey we need to have like this real like fucking like intense talk you're almost like uh, going into like an uncomfortable zone and mm-hmm. people will run away from that whether they delete somebody or like just like or, not bring it up or, or what happens is on social media yeah. a lot of people say things they would never say in person yes but then yes. when they get in person and they start trying to frame a discussion well they've spent all their time framing discussions on twitter and that's not really how people in real life no, actually talk. No, yeah. And so suddenly Twitter and Instagram and all the social media ways of doing dialogue, which is usually confrontational, usually black and white, mm, doesn't yeah. hold complexity or subtlety very well. Yeah. Suddenly that's how people are talking face to face. And it's yeah. like, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Because we don't like we just have lost the skill set to be like hey, let's have a conversation. But you know what? We're human beings and no phone is going to ever replace yeah. the feeling of another human being. Yeah, it goes back to what you said, the energy too. Yeah, the energy. You can't replace it. Yeah, even like it. being across from you right now in the middle, there's something going on that's yeah. unspoken and it yeah. doesn't even get translated to audio. It doesn't like when yeah. I do videos too. Like yeah. sometimes like uh, lots of pe- people who are musicians, uh, I hear they have like their show filmed and somebody throws like a cell phone footage on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And they look at it and it's like, that doesn't even feel like the same yeah, show. Like, cause no. the vibe stripped out, it's compressed into like this file and yeah, like, cause it can't, the intentions can't, are gone. Like, yeah. A lot of it is vibration in yeah. the room with someone. Like mm-hmm. we don't even understand what is the energy that fires us up. And yeah, until yeah. we start making those kind of like, yeah. So we have to, you know, but I'm not worried about humanity, not 
connecting enough because ultimately I don't think that you know 10 10 15 years of widespread social media can erase like like you know 10 million years of human evolution I think people will always seek this and I think that the people that do do this will always prosper because yeah. it's so valuable mm-hmm. it's so valuable and we know it is it's not even like you know just like during the winter when the sun don't shine we get vitamin d deficiency we need the sun. yeah yeah we i li- i notice that a lot i live in a basement apartment too oh, no. you know, sometimes i'll get in like uh i do a lot, a lot of video editing outside of doing this mm-hmm. and i'll get in right like i'm inside all day yeah, yeah, yeah. and i I'll just feel it in my soul and it's like not even the sun to the fresh air it's like I'll be in there and I'm just like oh why do I feel like down today like and there's nothing wrong in my life and like it's the deficiency and then I'll step outside the sun will hit me the fucking breeze hits me and I'm just like it almost feels like I feel like chemicals in my brain just like yeah. a, a battery got recharged it's like oh yeah <laughs> and it's yeah. like how long was I down in the basement yeah. cause uh, it's like you can lose yeah. like, like you lose years. time like editing too and yeah. like you just yeah, like don't even keep like, like track it's like oh I don't know if it's night or day it's yeah it's 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 a yeah. tough thing And yeah. but I mean we're human beings we yeah. need sunlight need sunlight you need air need you need this. people yeah we need the we vibration need this, and, and the energy of people and the engagement and the conversation and and that's where I put my faith in, not in not in attacking people or shaming people or getting mad at people. It's like, yeah, okay, racism exists. People are doing things that I, it happens to me every day. People do and say things that are difficult for me to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I lose if I turn, if I, if I somehow need to shut down the conversation attack them yeah. shut them down i feel like i've lost yeah because i just want to be the human that i am which is a human that's reasonable and 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 not fragile and can deal with difficult things and can have difficult conversations and yeah i'm gonna screw up too but at least we're talking yeah at least we're talking at least you know, you heard what i said and i heard what you said and at least we can go away and think about it and come back the next day and say you know what i was fucking wrong you were right sean like yeah. like you're you're you know i'm you know at least there's it's happening and that's what humanity is all about yeah, that's what yeah. we should be doing real talk mm-hmm. you're a good man john orpheus yeah, and you got you, wise yeah you're wise you got a, a solid uh, perspective and that means i've screwed up so many times <laughs> yeah best lesson is the best mistake yeah. or though the best uh what was what it best lesson is a good mistake yeah and yeah man i feel like i can talk to you for like five it's hours true. right now i like to keep them around like an hour it's an hour 15 right now yeah, i no, love cool, this man. so much this was such a good uh a good convo and i'm I'm so happy with this episode. I'm excited to put this out and yeah. I just love your perspective and I'm excited to like share this with people and Dope. we're going to be sharing your music and for people listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play and anything else, I want to let you know that every episode has its own homepage at our home base, www.girthradio.com and you're going to see a picture of John Orpheus in the studio. You're going to see his fucking awesome necklace and we're going to link you to like a bunch of his music and all the other things he does so yeah 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 Yeah, thanks again man and let's do this again please anytime
Girth Radio. Let me see if that again. 